This is Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you with Christian meditation and experience God's presence through biblically guided imagination, where you can draw near to God and get the stress and anxiety out of your mind, out of your heart, and out of your body, so you can live a bigger life. If your podcast app is set to skip silent sections, go to your app settings now and disable that feature for this podcast. Chances are you've come to this podcast because you're looking for a way to get out of a mindset and a physical disposition of tension, maybe anxiety, maybe a sense of being in a fight or flight kind of central nervous system. And you know that meditation is a way to reboot that. Reboot your mind, reboot your body, reboot your spirit into a mindset of security, a mindset of trust, a calm confidence. So to begin, lie flat on your back or sit comfortably in a chair. Uncross your legs and arms. And if you can close your eyes, That will enable you to see better with the eyes of your heart, as Paul says in Ephesians 1.18. Seeing with the eyes of your heart is using your biblically guided imagination that God gives us in his word. So much of the Bible gives you imagination more than information because we are imaginative beings. It doesn't mean we're pretending. It means that we are envisioning realities that we can't see yet. That's what God does in the very first chapter of the Bible. He says, let there be. He's envisioning a reality he wants. And then it says, and it was so. The God that we see in the first chapter of the Bible is an imaginative being. And it says he created us in his image. We are imaginative beings. Imagination is an important and very powerful part of living your life. Anxiety is a kind of imagination. It's envisioning a reality in the future that you dread, or it's ruminating on a regret in the past that is causing you to not be able to move forward with confidence. Either way, you're using your imagination to envision something that's imprisoning you and putting tension and stress in your body. Now, sometimes those things are real, but you're envisioning them, you're imagining scenarios, and that is capturing your body and your mind and your spirit in the present moment. Sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. And there's tension in your muscles, clenched tension throughout your body. So let's just begin to take in a deep breath. Right now, in through your nose, sending the air deep into your belly. Maybe using your stomach muscles to make your belly rise so that you can focus on sending the air into your belly. Calm, quiet, in-breath. And on your out-breath, try to slow it down even more and have your out-breath be longer than your in-breath each time. And focus your mind on each out-breath on 
the sense of bringing release of tension and tightness throughout your body. Each out-breath is a kind of letting go of tightness and tension. Letting go of holding yourself up. Maybe it's helpful to imagine your body being like water, dropping and flowing downstream. Your body falling toward the ground like waterfall. Your body no longer holding yourself up, but just floating downstream. Calm, released of tightness and tension. And there's a sense that your body is very heavy. Breathing in through your nose. Calm confidence. And each out-breath, try to focus your mind on feeling the sensation of your body from within. And you're focusing your mind on your body letting go. Every cell in your body you're imagining falling toward the ground. Any tightness in your scalp, you're letting go, you're releasing. Or in your forehead or around or behind your eyes. Any tension in your face, your cheeks, your jaw, you're letting go. Any clenched muscles in your neck, you're releasing. Letting your shoulders fall toward the ground. Feeling your shoulders become heavy. And that sense of release now going down your arms, your hands and fingers and thumbs. And you're feeling your arms just become heavy and limp. The muscles in your abdomen your gut, your chest, letting go of tightness and tension. Muscles in your back, releasing. And your body is feeling heavier, dropping more toward the ground. Your hips, your buttocks muscles, your pelvic floor muscles, releasing tightness and tension. And that sense of release going to your legs, both legs feeling limp, completely relaxed. Your feet, toes. And there's a sense that your mind is becoming aware of feeling your whole body that sensation of relaxation washing and filling your whole body from tension and tightness. There's a calm confidence because your mind has now become aware of your body and you are 
in a time now where you are rebooting that tension that's been held in your muscles, the tightness, the clenched tightness all throughout your body, you've let go. You're letting go a little bit more with each out breath. Using your imagination to feel your body be calm. Letting go of holding yourself up. I said before that often worry, stress is using our imagination to envision something that is holding us prison to tension and tightness. Distraction in our mind. Clenched muscles throughout our body. We may not even know we're doing it. But we can't seem to get out of that mindset, that fight or flight, that sympathetic state where we keep this tension in our body and distraction in our mind. And that's because we're using our imagination merely horizontally. In other words, we're focusing only on the, we might call horizontal aspects of our lives, our relationships, our circumstances, school, work, health. And that's a two-dimensional way of looking at life. It's merely horizontal. And so, because so much of reality we're missing in our imagination, it's becoming an unreal kind of world that we live in in our mind. And because it's not real, we can't really live it with confidence and calm. We're trying to control our circumstances. We're fearful and dreadful of possible outcomes that we're imagining. We can't get dialogues we've had with people or going to have with people out of our mind. Maybe can't sleep at night. And the problem is we're thinking two-dimensionally. Neuroplasticity is when your brain is constantly rewiring itself based on what you see say, do, experience in some way. And so a biblically guided imagination can be a part of how we rewire our brain because you're constantly wiring your brain according to your other imaginations all the time. Getting used to have a response of anxiety, getting used to having responses of anger, insecurity, self-protective reflexes. So. Instead of just seeing horizontally, a biblically guided imagination raises our eyes to also see vertically and also see far out. So we're able to have this multi-dimensional view of reality that the Bible gives us. The Bible gives you imagination. Like we've been looking at in Psalm 145, where King David, who was a very imaginative believer, constantly using his imagination to envision the reality of his relationship with God and to see his circumstances not just horizontally but also vertically, multidimensionally. And with all his flaws, and we know them if we read what the Bible tells us, the Bible doesn't hide them in any way, there's a comfort in knowing in spite of his flaws, he had a genuine experience with God that he shares with us in these psalms. 
And even Jesus said that the Spirit of God spoke through David in these Psalms. He's giving us imagination to envision in our own reality. So like Psalm 145, we've looked at, I will extol you, my God and King. We've talked about extol is this word that means to raise, to lift up, to praise. That word raise inside of praise, it sounds a little cheesy, but it's helpful to remember that when we praise God, we're raising our eyes and we're raising the importance, the glory, the hierarchy of where God is in our view of reality. We're seeing God with the glory, the power, the character of goodness, abundant goodness and grace and mercy and abounding steadfast love that the Bible is constantly telling us is true of him. So David says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. David is putting himself in a forever story because God is the I am, the one who is the source of all existence and the giver of all life. And he is the forever one. And anyone connected with him, where he is your God and king, you are in a forever story. Your circumstances right now are being held, every piece being held, by the God who inhabits eternity. And he has all the eternal pieces to your life puzzle. And you can trust him as your God and king. And you can raise him in your envisioning, the God who is your God, the God who is your king, your security, your protection, the one who is constantly present with you 100%, and that you are in the forever and ever story, because that's who he is, and he is your God, and he is your king. So right now, see your life in the imagination that David has here, the envisioning, not the pretending, but the envisioning with the eyes of his heart. God is your God forever and ever. Raise him in your mind. Begin to see your life in this, not just two-dimensional, but multi-dimensional reality, not just horizontal, but vertical reality of who God is and his presence and what that means for your circumstance right now and tomorrow and the rest of your life and forever and ever, looking up and looking out beyond. So David says in verse 10, all your works shall give thanks to you, Yahweh, the I am. All your works shall give thanks to you. There's a future reality to that, shall give thanks to you. They are future reality because the next phrase says, and all your saints shall bless you. That just means holy people, people who have become part of the new humanity that God is creating, shall bless you, shall raise you, shall exalt you, shall enjoy you, and bask in your glory, and bask in your beauty, 
and your abundant goodness and your abounding steadfast love. They shall see your power is the idea. So let me read the verse again. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Yahweh, the I am, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power. The glorious splendor of your kingdom, verse 12 says, repeats it. And then verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Kingdom is not a way we think today. But in David's day, it meant security. If you were in the kingdom of a conquering king, if you were in the right kingdom of the right king, you were protected from being taken over by another kingdom and taken slave or killed. Your life could be protected from your enemies. You could flourish in safety and security. The Bible is always giving us this imagination of a kingdom. You want to be in the conquering kingdom. You want to be in the kingdom that's going to be an everlasting kingdom. This is the promise of the Bible. This is why Jesus talked about the kingdom of God is coming and that he is the king. He is coming back to bring his kingdom on this world and to bring resurrection to his, well, to use the word here in verse 10, his saints, his holy ones who are going to be resurrected when he returns and risen bodies of glory and beauty without sin, bodies of perfect love and perfect health forever and ever as God intended us to live. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and your power, the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. When Jesus is your God and your king, you can have a calm confidence in every circumstance in your life right now. You're looking up and you're seeing the one who is bringing his kingdom. And right now, he is in charge of every piece to the puzzle of your life. He has the eternal pieces to your life. And you can look up, and you can look out, and you're not just trapped having a horizontal, two-dimensional imagination. You're imagining the one who is your God and your king whose goodness is abundant, whose steadfast love for you is always abounding, and he is bringing his kingdom, the glorious splendor of his kingdom, the glorious power and beauty and flourishing and security of his kingdom, the everlasting kingdom, because God is your God and Jesus is your king. You can have a calm confidence right now, in this moment, because that's the story your life is in right now. So imagine right now taking a deep breath. And as you breathe out, have it be one of those 
<sighs> because now you see multidimensionally. Your life is in a bigger story, a better story than what you've been imagining with your two-dimensional imagination. God is your God, and you can raise him, extol him, exalt him, raise your eyes to imagine his presence with you right now, the creator of this entire universe, the one who has given you life and created you for a purpose that's eternal, has all the eternal pieces to your life puzzle, knows exactly where they should fit to give you this glorious kingdom. And you are part of this forever story and he is present with you 100% right now in this moment. You can connect with him right now in this moment as your God and your King. Feel that security throughout your entire body. Let go of any self-protective reflexes from your two-dimensional imagination of worry and anxiety. And grab hold of this reality the Bible gives you, the imagination to envision. God is your God. Jesus is your King. And right now, you are in the glorious splendor of His everlasting kingdom. Imagine that. Envision that reality. And feel that in your body right now, everywhere. This body that Jesus is going to raise from the dead. Because His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all His works shall give thanks to Him. All His saints shall bless Him in their body of kingdom glory. Because God is your God and Jesus is your King. You're in that story right now. Feel that in your body. That's a calm confidence that trumps any self-protective reflexes you have from only a two-dimensional imagination. And you can say confidently right now, God is 100% present. He is in this moment. And I can trust Him. Thanks for listening to Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life. If you found this podcast helpful, please give us a rating in your podcast app so others can find it more easily. It really does help. And consider sharing this episode with a friend. Our audio engineers are Diego Huaman and Matthew Matlack. Look for new episodes each Tuesday and Thursday morning.